Welcome to Elevate, the podcast where we dissect exceptional achievers who are consistently raising the bar personally and professionally to produce extraordinary results in investment real estate and ultimately in their lives. Now here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, are you ready to take it to another level? I know I am. I'm excited because we have a phenomenal guest with us today. I want to welcome Whitney Sewell. Whitney, thank you so much for being here with us today. My pleasure. Honored to be on your show, Tyler. Well, it's an honor to have you. And and, and Whitney has been such a phenomenal, um, really kind of early friend for me. I mean, we just got to know each other a few months ago. And it only made sense to have him on Elevate Podcast because really what we're here to do is we're here to raise the bar. Our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally, professionally, in real estate and beyond. And it's a masterclass. And that's why we've brought a master with us today in Whitney to really kind of dissect, you know, what it what does it mean to elevate and what does it mean to raise that bar consistently? And so I want to remind Elevate Nation that if you're appreciating what we're doing, um, you know, we would appreciate if you subscribed, if you gave us a rating, a five-star rating would be phenomenal, of course. And give us a review, give us some feedback on you know, how we're doing so far. And, and so with that, you know, we'll dive in. And uh, Whitney Sewell is the founder of LifeBridge Capital LLC, and he works with investors through multifamily syndication. He and his wife have adopted three children. And Whitney also hosts the Real Estate Syndication Show, which you may know him from. He's very, very popular on his Real Estate Syndication Show, which is a daily podcast interviewing experts on multifamily syndication. And I know that this is really just really a Cliff Notes version of, of your bio. And and I'm always interested to to have our guests sort of dive in and 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 describe yourself beyond that bio, you know, because I think it's such a it's something that we live behind. But but who is the who is who is the man behind this bio? Mm, that's a great question. Great question. Yeah, and deeper than than just the business, right? Deeper than just what you see on the outside. And and uh, but because uh, it's important, that's who we are. And uh, you know, personally. Um, my my wife and I are passionate about uh, adopting children and, and personally and helping others adopt and and you'll hear more of that I'm sure through the podcast but but that's a big or uh, you know a big driving driving force behind us and who we are and and just really the things that the Lord has done in our life and and uh, just led us to do you know to do things like that and it's only and um, some of the roller coasters we've been on through that has has helped shape us in a big ways uh, but uh, just trusting him through that but multifamily syndication is how we get there and and uh, you know deeper than that you know there's numerous things that that have helped shape me and uh, but you know helping one child one investor at a time is our motto and and that's what we're pushing towards every day that's one of the things that um kind of drew me towards you immediately as we met in in Denver in February was just your purpose driven sort of nature and you know talk to me more about you know adoption as being such a you know such a unique and very focused sort of mission that you have um, personally, and it sounds like beyond that. So can you tell me a little bit about how that struck you personally and how that became something that you became so passionate about? Sure, sure. I, I was actually asked this question just a couple of days ago and it made me think, you know, like, well, because it was like, when did that start? And I'm like, well, I had to think back, you know, and however, it wasn't hard to, to figure out. It was uh, my wife and I had just moved to Virginia. We, uh, I had taken a federal position. I came from Kentucky law, you know, state police and moved, went federal, moved us to Virginia. And then you know, that week, uh, we followed a, we were following a pastor called David Platt and he was doing this thing called secret church. And we had to, we traveled a little ways to be at this event. And then on our way back that night, I'll never forget. 
you know, my wife and I were talking about, or actually David had talked about how they had adopted some children and just helping orphans and widows. And it just struck us differently because we had never talked about adoption before that time. Uh, it never crossed our mind. It had never, it just wasn't even a thought. We weren't exposed to that, you know, growing up. However, you know, the question was, why, why would we not? You know, not why should we, but why, why would we not, you know, adopt a child? And so, so that week, really not knowing probably what we were getting into, but that week we put in our application to adopt from Ethiopia. And two, two years to that month, our first son, Samuel, came home from Ethiopia. You know, and that was a, it's a roller coaster. And actually, we just completed our third adoption, and it was an even worse roller coaster. But however, you know, I say that not to sugarcoat it, but I say that too, so I can say it is extremely worth it. You know, you're looking forty to sixty thousand dollars, and that's more than most people can make. You know, in a year, and so that's where. And I hear that all the time. You know, we still consider adopting, or they're talk, they already talk about it, and they're like, "But Whitney, that's more than I'm making." So that's that's another reason why we want to be able to help these families. But uh, but you know, one adoption led us to another, to another, and and I would imagine we'll continue. So it sounds like what you you were able to do is ad- find the practical challenges of adoption, along with the you know very profound impact that you can have on someone's life and in such a kind of a ripple effect of, you know, bringing someone in a challenging situation, of course, perhaps in a foster home, and then also saying, well, wait a minute, gosh, it's 40 to $60,000 to, to do this. And there's so many people that want to do this. So how are you marrying that into your business? You know, mm-hmm. I love the thought of having a purpose driven business. I mean, that's where we are in today's society. If you don't have a purpose, if you're only for profit, you know, it's, it's kind of challenging to succeed and to, to get up, get up yes. when you get knocked down. So I'm curious, um, how did that, how, how did that process happen for you? Yeah. So it was just a, a way to find out, okay, how can we just affect this, you know, the adoption community in a big way. And, you know, other things led us to the syndication business specifically. And I was doing lots of other things and other businesses and working as well. But, you know, the syndication model was something that, you know, when I was exposed to it, I was like, okay, you know, this, this is something I can see growing quickly. I can see, you know, I love the, just that professional um, business, you know, and working with professionals and at that level, as opposed to single families, duplexes, things like that. But, being able to grow faster, doing larger deals, you know, obviously creates more income, not just for me, but for investors as well, but it allows us to give a lot more. And so, you know, we committed half of our profits personally to a nonprofit actually that we're in the process of creating now that will help fund uh, the adoption process for people. And so, you know, for families that are, that can't afford it, but that would love to adopt, we want to come along beside them and say, you know, you know, we'll help you if you'll commit to adopting and, and, you know, and help you through the process too, just from our experience. But, but that's our big mission. And, and so, you know, that, that drives us and that keeps us going too. just, you know, we see photos, you know, we went to numerous orphanages and numerous countries and uh, all over the place, but, you know, and it's just, I mean, I can't even describe it to do it justice, you know, how horrible it is. But, but, you know, that while there's a hundred and, you know, over 150 or 60 million orphans in the world, you know, you can, you can bring home one or, you know, or a lot of people could or and would like to, but they can't afford it. And so we want to be able to help those families, families do that. So was it, was it that moment or was it the moment that you learned about the process of adoption that really caused you to kind of draw a line in the sand and say, look, I'm going to elevate myself to, to greatness. I'm going to elevate my effort, my consistency, my work towards, you know, an uncommon level. Or was there something else that occurred in your life that really caused you to draw that line in the sand? That's a good question. And I would say it was before that we, before we started the adoption journey that, 
you know, things like th- things were changing in me, different life experiences happen, you know, that change all of us. Right. You know, and, and I would say, you know, one, there was, there was someone in my life that, uh, that always had these big dreams and, you know, but, but honestly never took action. And I mean, it was just big dream after big dream after big dream. And I watched it cost this person, you know, their marriage and their, really their family in massive ways. And so, you know, that affected me in a big way. And, and I knew that, you know, well, I also had dreams, you know, but there's other events that really helped me really mold my mindset and mold my, obviously my why, you know, uh, you know, that, which is also very important, but earlier on, just my mindset, you know, a couple of things like going through boot camp, you know, in the military, you know, it was one initial thing that happened, you know, I, I was 18, 17, 18. And then, you know, a year in Iraq, which is, you know, it really changes your perspective in big ways. And I mean, in ways I can't even describe, but, uh, but then also police academy, you know, after that. And so just numerous things that really helped me to change my mindset to, you know, I can do this, you know, and, and what's the next step? Like, instead of focusing on this mountain, it's like, let's get to marching, you know, like instead of focusing on this big problem, it's just, let's, let's get it started so we can get this behind us. Right. And so that, you know, all those things that I briefly mentioned there were, were big things that helped change my mindset to give me the mindset of, nope, you know, we can do this, you know, and have the question of how do we get started or let's get started as opposed to just pondering and focusing on this big obstacle. There's a lot of good things here and a lot of things to really kind of dissect. And I think it's important for Elevate Nation to remember that, you know, not only do we have positive role models in certain ways, but we also have maybe models of things that we don't want to attain in our life and and reminders of, you know what, if you don't take massive action, then this is potentially the result in different ways. So, you know, was it, was there one or two sort of outcomes that you saw that manifested in that person's life that you're talking about that, um, that maybe kind of cause you to realize, wow, if I don't take control here, if I don't, if I don't take big action, then, you know, I could possibly be in that same position. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I mentioned, like I watched, I watched this person lose their, their marriage, their family. And, you know, just, it cost them drastically. I've I seen it cost, you know, other people try to help, try to help this individual on numerous occasions. And, and, um, they just really took advantage of all those people or different, you know, in different ways. And, and, and so quickly, you know, as I could see more of the, of, of things unravel in this person's life, I could see wow, well, okay, you know, this is, it's not something I want to model or, you know, I want to be able to uh, take action and do things differently, you know? And so uh, that pushed me, you know, and then obviously, like I said, the mindset through military and police academy and overseas, all those things just helped me to mold the mindset of moving forward. And, you know, how do we get this done instead of just having these big dreams that don't amount to anything. Talk to me a little bit about boot camp and how you applied that mentality to your business today. I mean, what what one or two things can we glean from your experience there? And by the way, thank you so much for your service. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for that. And and so I use this analogy often where at the end of boot camp, there's usually like this this big event that everybody has to go through. You know, and you, you're gonna hike out. Yeah, I don't know, 15, 20 miles, you know, carrying your, your backpack and all your gear, right? You know, and you know, you're 17, 18 years old. Most people have never experienced anything like boot camp before, um, which is, I, I would almost recommend that most men get to experience. But, uh, um, but, 
but at that time, you know, you're all obviously very young, most very immature, uh, but you've never experienced anything like this. And I remember this event at the very end and we had been going, so we had already marched out, you know, 15 or 20 miles. You stay for about three days. You know, they just really run you ragged. They keep you up all night. There's all kinds of, you know, simulation, like, you know, bombs going off and she, all this stuff, you know, that like just keeps you up, keeps you very active, just gets you extremely exhausted. Right. And then, uh, but they're really showing you what you can accomplish, what you can do when you, when you have to, you know, and, and, and until you've really been there, you're just, you're kind of soft, right? I mean, most people are kind of soft. You don't realize what your body can actually overcome. And so on the way out of this, you know, we had to come back, you know, that 15 or 20 miles, you know, you're exhausted, you're carrying all this stuff. And I remember going, you know, like in that March, you know, I don't know how long we've been going, but a long time. And you're already so tired. And I watch guys who are falling out. Uh, and there's this Humvee coming by that's picking those guys up. They're quitting. They're saying, I've had enough. Right. And they're getting in the bed of that truck. And, and they do this on purpose, which is uh, really good, I think. But they put them in the bed of the truck and they purposely drive real slow by everybody, you know, so everybody else can see these guys that have quit, you know. And, and so I remember that. And I thought, I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting you know, I'm going, I'm going, you know, and I've obviously we accomplished it. Uh, but then, I mean, that was one day and there, there's so many days, you know, in boot camp where uh, in other people's lives too, there's things where you're pushed and to do things that you just think that before that you would think you couldn't have done. And, you know, and it just helps you to think about the next thing a little differently or change your mindset to where, no, I can do it. I can do it. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going, you know, and, uh, and no matter if you're a, you know, I've heard of boxing analogies, you know, you keep getting hit in the face, you know, it's just a matter of who keeps going, right? Who keeps getting up? So that's, and that was, that was one of those days on the, on that ruck march on the way back where I was like, okay, you know, that, that really helped me change my mindset. Yeah, I think this is such a great reminder for all of us and for Elevate Nation in particular is that we can, we're capable of so much more than we believe we are. Our mind tells us that we should stop. Our mind tells us that we have limits, but, you know, really things are limitless. You know, you can go as far as you allow yourself to go and, and you can go beyond what you thought was ever possible if you just continue. And I, and I love that, that analogy there. And it's something that we all have got to challenge ourselves on continuously. It's like, is my mind telling me I'm tired or am I really tired? Is my mind telling me I don't have anything left in the tank or do I really not have anything left in the tank? And so yeah. I think that's amazing. Um, one thing I'd love to know is, you know, kind of fast forwarding a little bit, you know, what, how have you been kind of elevating your own business, your own life recently based on sort of your background and your foundation? You know, what are you doing in today's, today's day and age? To elevate a specific, uh, maybe something specific. Was this a daily thing? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing right now that you're, that you've done kind of recently that you've raised the bar in your business or in your life in particular, that's elevated your results? You know, one thing that I, I link to like um, quicker results or in, in the current business is getting up early. <laughs> I've been somebody, I mean, it sounds so simple, right? We've always heard of this morning routine, all these things, um, but getting up early, um, I, I mean, and I've started it or I've been more consistent, I would say over the past couple of years, uh, but that one thing and then having some structure to that time. I really changed how 
my business got started and being able to accomplish more things and, and structuring my day, being able to think through my day, like all those things, you know, I'll spend time reading my Bible and, and praying. And then also, you know, I'll have something, another book that I'm usually reading, some kind of self-help or, or, you know, real estate or something like that. Uh, or, you know, something on Audible or one way or another is just trying to always educate, right? And, uh, but that one thing really has changed, uh, I think, is, is probably one of the biggest things. Um, and I mean, by itself, you know, there's obviously numerous things where we improve every, you know, every day. Uh, but as far as over a long period of time and where I can see a real change in me personally and uh, professionally uh, was by doing that. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I asked that particular question is because I read a book years ago by Charles Duhigg called The Power of Habit. And mm. uh, one thing he talks about is keystone habits. You know, there's, there's some things that you do in your life that then kind of expand upon other things and they, they, they permeate into other areas of your life. So getting up early then causes you to read your Bible, read, you know, other books, you know, self-help books or other educational material to be able to set you up for success, you know, in your business and in your life. And and I love that. Uh, what, tell me, you know, you've talked a little bit about, you know, spirituality, you know, quite a bit. And I think, you know, I think more and more people are, are taking that on in terms of understanding that that has to be a part of your business to be successful. And it sounds like it's a big part of your life. How does that bulletproof you to handle the challenges that you face in your business? <laughs> wow, bulletproof. Well, um, I mean, uh, Christ is my savior. I mean, I'm a Christian I, and I'm, I, I don't hide that in any way. And, uh, you know, as far as being bulletproof, if I am bulletproof, it's just because he's walking in front of me and behind me, you know, and that's, that's it. You know I mean? It is that simple. He is, um, you know, who we serve and, and that's our, he's our Lord. And, you know, I make no, um, uh, you know, doubt about it. And so, you know, as far as our business, that's why we pursued adoption. You know, we were confident he led us to pursue that. And there's, you know, and I had somebody ask me the other day, I was telling them about this recent adoption process. And it was just a, it was another two years. And there's so many details about it, just this massive roller coaster emotionally and financially. And, um, but anyway, you know, there's so many details in the very end. It's like the Lord just really shown himself in a big way so many times. And it's like, you know, Whitney, I've showed you so many times, you know, that I've got this and, you know, <laughs> you know, but we still doubt, right. You know, anyway. Uh, and so unfortunately, um, but only because of the Lord, you know, and only because he is walking in front of me and behind me, um, you know, the whole, every step of the way. Yeah. And so many of us try to take on so much and put it on our own shoulders. You know, if you've got, if you've got someone else, you know, maybe a higher power that's kind of supporting you along this path, I think it's, it's something to definitely consider. And, um, and also you're aligning yourself with a higher purpose. You've got to kind of raise up and, um, you know, you've got to have more help than just your own sweat of your own brow and your own team. I mean, there's a lot more forces involved here. But, uh, but I'm curious, you know, with such a purpose driven individual with a purpose, such a purpose driven business, you know, you've got to be laser focused, right? How are you saying no? And, and are you getting better at saying no? And what, what, what tactics do you use? Great question. Um, the more you say no, yeah, I mean, the better in most cases, right? I mean, or when you're going to be, when you're going to be running a business, if you're going to be a successful entrepreneur, I mean, things have to change, right? I mean, if you do the same thing you've always done, you're going to get the same thing you've always got, right? We've all heard that. And it's true, you know, and that's why I still see 
friends, you know, when I go back to that small town I grew up in, there's friends I graduated with that still riding around town, you know, Friday, Saturday night, you know, I mean, there's like, nothing's changed, right? They're doing the same thing they did in high school. And so guess what? They're getting the same thing that they got, you know, still working the minimum wage, still, you know, these things still, you know, having the big dreams or whatever. And, you know, maybe that's fine for some people, but, but, things had to change for me for me to make a change and and not just for myself and my family but for me to be able to think about making a bigger change you know for these other orphan children or other families that are looking to adopt or you know even the investors that are investing with us like i can't still be that person back there and and have all these people that that trust me you know, to invest and all these things and so uh, you know just a couple things you know like there's um and i, I I say this somewhat loosely, but I have, I have a lot of friends, but my, you know, sometimes my, my, uh, my wife will say, well, you know, you don't have time for friends or something like that. Cause I, you know, it's just work, 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 you know, most of the time. And, uh, and so, and that's a problem to some extent. However, I've said no for a long time. So I can be laser focused. You know, I've said no to many things or going out and doing things that maybe a lot of people are doing, maybe, you know, a party or an event or, you know, because I have, you know, things like this to do, you know, that I consider very important, even being on a show like this or, um, you know, or taking all those investor calls or just helping other people in the industry or, you know, all those things that, you know, it's just a choice that I've made to say no to all the other, you know, extracurricular things, uh, or even hobbies that I, I used to really enjoy, you know, I've just cut all that off. You know, I had a, another business that was a really big passion. And, you know, and when I when I focused on this, you know, I just cut it off completely. And, and so I can just be laser focused. I just said no, you know, in in a big way, you know, I mean, and sold everything so I can not be distracted, you know, but I can just be focused. And, and that's, that was a, that was a game changer in getting this real estate business started, you know, and doing all that was, was cutting off everything. And there's other, a lot of other details to that of how we did that, but in a big way, just said no to so many other things. Yeah. And it's so important. It's almost like saying no is, is theoretically in some, some capacity an investment, right? It's, you're almost investing in your focus. You're investing in, you know, your own capacity, right? And so I'm curious to know what is the best investment that you've made in your business to help you raise investment dollars, to help you succeed for your investors and ultimately accomplish your higher purpose? The one best investment is that what you want one best recent investment it doesn't have to be anything substantial you know it could be your focus it could be you know the way that you have invested in your time or it could be dollars i mean i'm just curious to know yeah. obviously you're acquiring uh, you know great multifamily assets across the country but aside from that you know what is it that you've invested in recently that's really paid some dividends hmm. well i would say you know personally or in a business in the business level initially it was a mentor that was, I mean, that was big time. That was, um, um, you know, growing up before, uh, before really getting into the entrepreneurial space, you know, I, I could have never envisioned spending thousands and thousands of dollars on a mentorship. Like it just wasn't in my, like I'd never been exposed to that, you know, it just wasn't there. You know, it was always taught, you know, work hard, get a good job, you know, things to work out, right. You know, you'll finally get to retire. And so, you know, if you'd have said, you know, many years ago, you know, it's going to be worth spending ten, twenty thousand dollars on a mentor. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, you're you're crazy. You know, I'll figure this out myself. And so, however, you know, I did, and it's been, it's really, 
pushed me in a lot other levels, you know, two other levels that I would have never achieved most likely. And so having that person who's been there, done that, you know, whether it's in uh, real estate specifically or even other mentors, um, on a, on a perf- just personal level, you know, that's helped push me or even call me out, you know, about things that, you know, are going to help improve me to improve. Um, you know, so uh, that, that was probably one of the biggest things initially was having that mentor, somebody I can talk to really on a weekly basis. And uh, even if I don't have things to ask, there's usually conversation that helps push me a little bit or helps me think about the next thing or, you know, or I think of questions from things they talk about, you know? And so that, that was the first initial, one of the initial things that really pushed me along. Yeah. And I'm, I could not agree more. I mean, you know, if you think about it at times, you know, what, whether you're investing, call it 10,000, 20,000, or even more, you know, at times it can feel like a huge, you know, a huge investment. That's like, wow, this makes no sense because I'm kind of like you, I came from the mentality of why would you ever do that? I mean, you, you, you chip away at, you know, getting at the next job and kind of waiting in line and, and going, you know, climbing along that ladder. And, you know, there, you can really actually kind of timeline hop if you, you know, invest appropriately yes. and you surround yourself with the appropriate people. And, you know, also you can make some tremendous mistakes in this business in particular that can cost you a lot more money than, you know, this type of an investment. And so I really want to honor you for saying that because it's been hugely impactful for me. Definitely something for Elevate Nation to take note of. Um, so just curious, you know, along those lines, you know, along the lines of just kind of continuing to elevate yourself, you know, what's something that's been a failure, you know, in your life that has set you up for a later success, uh, either in your business or in your life? So, I mean, failures, I guess they're only failures if you quit, right? Uh, But, you know, a failure, um, before I started, I I guess I've been in real estate since like 09. However, not at the level I'm at now, you know, and I wasn't pursuing, I wasn't as focused, you know, for many years, it wasn't my main focus, right? And so, however, you know, a few years ago, I started a different business. And I've always been passionate, most people in the real estate industry have no clue of this, uh, or professionally, but um, I've always been passionate about riding horses, and so or training horses. And so um, I started doing that at a pretty high level. And, and if and if, if anybody goes to straightpathhorses.com, you'll see some crazy videos of me doing tricks and all kinds of horses that I've trained and standing up in the saddle. And I mean, doing all kinds of crazy stuff I never imagined that I could do. Um, and, and so, you know, I got that business to a, um, a pretty good level where I was doing clinics in a lot of different states and selling horses for more than I ever imagined that I could, I could sell one for. I mean, just doing some amazing stuff to me anyway. And, and so, however, you know, I finally get to that level and, and I'm worried, I'm in the arena, like every night till midnight, every weekend doing lessons, riding all these horses, doing all these things. And it finally hits me, you know, one day that, okay, you know, this, this is never going to be passive. Like I'm going to all, you know, like everybody that wants me to train their horse, I can't, you know, I could have interns that help, but guess what? I'm still going to have to always be there. (laughs) You know, it's always going to be me. I'm the one you know, that's always doing this. And, and so as much time even uh, that I had spent in that, um, and all the time away from my family too. Like I said, I'm in the arena till midnight every night. I'm working every weekend, doing all these things. I'm away from the family. And even as much time as I spent and as passionate as I was about, about that, you know, I really, it just hit me one day that 
you know, like real estate is could, can be such a better business, obviously, and just be more passive. And I mean, eventually, and it is just so much more opportunity there. You know, I still plan to go back and ride and, you know, maybe train a little bit, but, but that's, that was that business that I just cut off completely. We sold everything, even sold the farm. I mean, everything. I just said, you know what? I'm committing to the syndication business and that's going to be a distraction because I, you know, I do enjoy that a lot. However, it's not the time right now, you know? And so go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think it's so interesting that that process was theoretically a failure for you when it wasn't necessarily a failure, but it was a realization and perhaps a realization could be necessarily looked at as a failure. But I think one of the things that Elevate Nation all all agrees upon is the fact that failures are something that bring you to the next level and failures are almost necessary for that feedback and to understand that, you know what, trading your time for, you know, money and income isn't always, you know, the, the appropriate route. And you've got to be able to build assets to, you know, get yourself into a position where, you know what, you don't have to be just continuously working. And so I really, really like that. That was, that was a really good one. Um, just curious, you know, um, on, on you, you know, you're somebody who models after success. And, um, and I know we talked about mentors and stuff, but I'm just curious to know a little bit more about, you know, who are your role models? Who do you model yourself after? Mm. That was a, that's a hard question. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, I mean, I, I think the, the best answer is Christ. You know, he's our, my best role model. Um, and, and I can't almost, or I can't put any earthly, I guess, man, you know, at that level, um, you know, and, and, you know, I guess, you know, professionally, there's many people that I, I see as role models. Um, but, uh, but to give you one example, it would have to be Christ. I love it. Uh, I'm curious to know, um, moving to, to goals, you know, what, what type of goals are you striving for right now? I want to know one specific goal that you're really inspired about working towards right now and over the next 12 months. So, um, one big one that I'm working towards is, is leaving my day job and I'm hesitant to even put that out, but, but I do, I'm still working full time and, and, um, while, doing all these other things at the same time have been for a long time, even the horse business. And so, you know, even at that time I was used to working 80 to hundred hours a week, but uh, you know, at least 80. And then I, you know, it's like, okay, if I, if I put all this time and energy towards the real estate business, where could I be, you know? And so, you know, there we go. So, so, but that's a, a big goal. That's huge. And I appreciate you being so forthright on that. And, um, you know, it's so important for us to set intentions and see what our outcomes are, you know. So that's why I always like to talk about goals is because, you know, just to illustrate the fact that it's, it's so important for us to put those down on paper for us to continuously, you know, be aware of what those goals are course correct, you know, you're going to get knocked off course. But it's something that I wanted to ask you about, because you're somebody who's continuously accomplishing goals for that higher purpose. And so I'm also curious to know, you know, what is one that you've accomplished maybe over the past 12 months that was something inspiring or maybe made you a little bit uncomfortable? Hmm. Well, um, we did just bring our, our daughter home to adoption. That was a big goal that, you know, was accomplished just a few weeks ago. And then, but, you know, uh, professionally, I would say even through our podcast, uh, t- uh, maybe tomorrow, let's see. Um, yeah, tomorrow will be show 300 that's published uh, every day. So uh, that was a big, you know, obviously goal for us to be able to maintain the daily sequence, uh, you know, for the podcast and the show. And, and we've done that 300, you know, more than 300 days now, or we've recorded well over that many, but tomorrow will be day 300. 
Yeah. And if you, if you have not listened to Whitney's show, the real estate syndication show, I highly recommend it. Go and subscribe right now. Uh, I was blessed enough to be on the show a couple of times, but let me tell you, he's had way better guests than me. <laughs> and I can also tell you how much consistency and how much effort that takes. So congratulations on, on getting to that milestone. That's incredible. Uh, and beyond that, obviously, great content. Um, so from here, what we're going to do is we're going to move into our rapid fire section. It's called the rare air questionnaire. And really what this means is it's like, look, you're climbing Mount Everest. And most people gave up back, you know, two miles ago. They're, they're driving along the Humvee very, very slowly next to the crowd here. But we didn't give up. So uh, what I want to know from you, Whitney, is, you know, what, what is the most impactful book you've ever read and why? Mm. Um, I think most people are going to know that I'm going to say my Bible, you know, right off the bat. But um, obviously, I mean, it's it's the only book that's without error and and uh, that you can learn anything from. Um, and then, you know, um, that's personally and professionally both. Um, you know, if I had to pick a, a second book, I mean, that's a, that's a hard question after that. There's so many. Um, in the syndication business, I would say the best ever syndication book by Joe Fairless. Um, and, and Theo, that's uh, as far as syndication specifically. But, you know, one book uh, that I haven't forgot that I was reading, you know, a couple years ago when I was talking about the, you know, really changing my morning routine and getting up early was uh, Hal Elrod's um, A Miracle Morning, you know, and while, you know, maybe everything in that book, I may not completely 100% agree with, but, but that it was that book, though, that really helped me to start changing my morning routine and thinking about how I'm spending that time and being more purposeful. And so, I put a lot of value on that, on that book at that time, because that it helped kind of push me in that direction. Yeah. It's so interesting how, once you start to track your time, once you start to become aware of how you're spending your time, that you realize there's so much margin that you can really be more efficient in and you can really, you know, become so much more effective in. And, and also I I have to give a shout out on the best ever syndication book. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, if you want to know soup to nuts, I mean, A to Z, I don't care if the book's $50, you have to buy it, period. If you're in this business, I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal. And uh, so, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And I love that. I love, I say, I want to know what's your most impactful book and I get three. So that's how you know that uh, Whitney's an overachiever. <laughs> that's awesome. So what, um, tell me about what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis other than, you know, getting up early and, you know, all the things that you do. But I'm just curious, what is the biggest way that you do elevate your life on a daily basis? My, my answer was going to be getting up early. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. So, you know, outside of that, outside of really having that daily routine, things like that, um, I really think it's, uh, and even the, the older I get or the, the more time I spend with my, my kids, it's, it's that time. And being more purposeful even with how I spend that time with them. And I, I've had to, you know, like my, as you know, I'm sure, like my calendar so, crazy fool that, you know, I have to like time block for, and it, it seems crazy. Like if you're not used to that kind of calendar, maybe it seems ridiculous, but uh, that I have to time block like, okay, you know, at this time I'm going to, you know, take the boys to go do this or the family and I are going to go do this or, uh, you know, or cut off that the rest of that, that afternoon. So, you know, we can just go and I don't have to worry about a phone call coming up or, or an interview or anything like that. Um, but, you know, spending that time with them, even this morning. So I blocked off this morning. It's a great time to say that. Um, and taking advantage of all the teaching moments. Um, and so this morning, you know, we went on a hike and, and long story short, we got up to the top of this mountain 
And there's so many things along the way that are just amazing teaching moments, right? You know, there's so many things, whether they just fall down or whether it's just learning how to hike up a mountain. We got to the top and there was an individual up there who was, um, what does it say, uh, had lost a few marbles. And it almost didn't seem like a safe situation, honestly. And so, you know, I, I mean, from previous training, I mean, I could see it and you know, we didn't get close, uh, but, and, but that allowed us, allowed me many teaching moments for my boys. You know, I mean, just many, many things for us to talk about and many things about, uh, you know, our situation and awareness and all those things. But it doesn't matter if we're talking about hiking up a mountain or if we're going into a business, uh, you know, just being aware of our surroundings and understanding uh, other people that's around us and what's happening and all those things. But um, spending those daily times with him or, or with them uh, in the family are, has been just impactful things that I'm trying to be more focused on lately. I think there's so many nuggets of wisdom in that. And obviously one is to, you know, schedule the time, time for things that are important in your life. And you've got to be able to prioritize. And there are things that in your life that are high lifetime value times, you know, yes. high lifetime value impact. And, you know, to be able to spend that time and to be able to have those teaching moments, not only is great for your children, but it's also great for you as an individual to be able to, to contribute and to help them grow and to be present and, and I really appreciate you sharing that because that's such a great reminder for all of us. You know, we get so busy, our calendars get filled up to the brim. And, you know, if we're not careful, if we don't prioritize, then the priorities fall by the wayside. And so very, yes. very great reminder. So um, obviously you do so much around this question that I'm about to ask, but um, I'm curious to know, you know, how else do you elevate others around you? I mean, that's really been the topic of our conversation, but mm. how do you elevate others around you? You know, whether it's through our podcast or content we create, you know, in the business professionally or um, obviously in the family and the kids. And, and, and I was going to add earlier too, you know, obviously, you know, we're able to help those kids, but ultimately I, I feel like my wife and I are the ones that are so blessed, you know, but, uh, but uh, elevating others, I feel like the, the, the better that I get or the more that I educate myself or things like that, the, the better I can elevate others. And I find that almost, it seems almost too common. Like whatever I'm studying or whatever like book I'm reading in the morning, like I'll have a conversation almost that day or the next day where it's like, you know, whatever I just read is like very helpful, you know? And so I'm able to, you know, have those calls, but, but also, um, you know, I schedule calls. I mean, like every 15 minutes back to back to back for hours, many days a week and, and just help people, you know, and so or if I can, you know, so it's just, you know, just connecting and, and building that relationship just like you do, Tyler. I know you help lots of people and, and, uh, but that's a big way that I try to give back or elevate others. And just from what I'm learning and then, you know, on a professional level and just taking those calls, you know, from really anybody. It is such a great reminder that if you help yourself, then you can help others. You know, if you don't treat yourself, you know, with dignity, with respect and with importance, then you're not going to have, you know, your cup is not going to be able to pour into someone else's cup. And, and that's such a great reminder. We've got to take control of that. And so, uh, Whitney, I really want to thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, how can the listeners reach out to you and connect with you? Oh, the best way is uh, lifebridgecapital.com. You can email me, Whitney, at lifebridgecapital.com. You can call or text me, 540-585-4338. That is awesome. Well, I definitely uh, recommend that Elevate Nation takes him up on that because Whitney is such a great guy, and he's an, a hugely effective uh, syndication partner and definitely is offering many, many great opportunities. So I would highly 
uh, recommend that you reach out to him. Not only is he someone who is effective in the business, but obviously he's someone that does it for a higher purpose and he's got a lot of integrity. So it's something, uh, it's such a great opportunity to, to sit down with you. And I want to remind Elevate Nation that, you know, this was a masterclass. So you need to go back, you need to rewind this episode and replay it and take notes because there's a lot of nuggets in here. There's a lot of things that you can apply immediately. And you need to go ahead and take massive action because the only way to learn is to go ahead and apply immediately. So with that, again, thank you so much. And uh, we will look forward to seeing you next time. My pleasure, Tyler. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit tylerchesser.com.